Hey there, Courageous Creators. It's your host here, Claudia, back with another episode of the Courage to Create podcast. We have an inspiring episode coming to you today with Haley Thomas. And before we get into that yummy interview, I want to share some things I'm super excited about. I have a few amazing things I cooked up for you. Seriously, your entrepreneurial journey is about to get supercharged. (laughs) Here's what's coming up first on the 9th. I have a free event. It's a hypnosis and journaling experience for entrepreneurs. It's a free experience that masterfully marries hypnosis and journaling to catapult you towards your entrepreneurial aspirations. This is an opportunity you don't want to miss. Trust me. You can sign up now. The link is in the show notes. Next on June 11th, I have a Sales Queen Masterclass coming your way. I should say coming to your rescue, especially if you struggle or you get stuck around selling or sharing your offers, I want you to join me. I'm talking about strategies, tips, and tactics that are really going to help you out. And we're still on early bird pricing. So grab your spot. That link will also be in the show notes. And last but not least, the Bold Soul Mastermind is coming up really soon. It's a life-changing journey for all you powerful, multi-passionate women out there ready to attract your soulmate clients, ready for the abundance, ready to create the business and life of your dreams. So imagine being a part of a community of fierce and like-minded souls ready to take on the world and their business dreams together. So that's what I've got lined up. All three links will be in the show notes. And if you have any questions, you're not sure which thing to sign up for, you're not sure if it's for you, just DM me at with.claudiawhitney on Instagram. I will 100% reach out to you. We can talk about this. I think that's it. So let's get into the episode with Haley Thomas. You're going to love it. Grab your notebook so that you can take notes and enjoy. Welcome to Courage to Create, a podcast for those choosing to live and lead from heart, soul, and desire. I'm your host, Claudia Whitney, a certified hypnotherapist and life and business coach for women. And I'm obsessed with supporting you on your path to living a more abundant, expanded life of purpose. I believe we were born to go big. And each week you'll hear inspiring interviews from passionate souls that dare to create their bold stories. And it's my hope that after hearing stories of truth, courage, and desire, you'll feel called to rewrite a part of your story that may be holding you back from living a life of your wildest dreams. Today, I'm interviewing Haley Thomas from The Passion Pursuit. She's coached over 100 visionaries, led group programs, has been a guest speaker for retreats such as Camp Climb. And I actually just interviewed Emma Hicks from Camp Climb, so that's fun to hear. She's been featured in HoneyBook and all of this in service of helping creatives pursue their passion. So I met Haley when I was teaching yoga at a Malibu retreat almost a year ago. And it was hosted by my dear friend, Morgan Northway, whom I interviewed for this podcast also. I think it's episode 23. And Haley and I met there and we had a phone call together after the retreat. And I just know that you're so passionate about what you do and how you serve. So I just would really love to, you know, have you introduce yourself. I want to hear from you what you're most passionate about these days and what led you to doing the work that you're doing today. 
Well, thank you so much for having me. It's an honor to be here. And yeah, so I'm Haley. I help women, I help creatives do more of what they love. And I help them design a business that not only aligns with the work that lights them up, but that also aligns with the life that they want to create. And so I do this with strategy and marketing, really diving into every aspect to help someone figure out what are those next steps that they need to take to bring their vision to life. So that is the work that I do. And what I'm passionate about right now, I would say, is creating a schedule that lights me up. And so I'm not someone who is just focused on the business. I really want to show other people that life can be exciting and we can have multiple different things on the schedule. And so I'm embracing my multi-passionate self this year. I take voice lessons now to tap into the musical side of me. I teach yoga twice a week as well at our local studio and really just figuring out what excites me every single day that I can do more of and being that example for others. So that is what is lighting me up in this season. Beautiful. So who were you before all of this, before you were a coach and strategist and helping people find their purpose and passion? And, you know, I'm just curious, yeah, a little bit of your past and what, you know, led you to doing all of this? What was the inspiration? I've always been someone that had my head in the clouds, to be honest. I've always been a big dreamer. And always someone that just believed that there was so much more out there. And I didn't always know what that was, but I've definitely been someone who I would say had a lot more of a belief level in things that didn't seem as possible than most. And so growing up, I was in theater, I was in music, originally wanted to pursue that full time. And I, at the very end of high school, let fear get the best of me. And I switched entirely to a plan of safety and security. I chose a different major. I went to school for four years. And through that, became very stuck, very overwhelmed, very frustrated with this box that I had placed myself in because I thought that that's what I had to do. And so learning from that it really re-inspired me to not only figure out, okay, how can I get back to who I was before? How can I get back to pursuing the things that lit me up? And thus that inspired what I now have as my company, The Passion Pursuit, is showing other people how to do that same thing. And so I have a crazy journey that led me from that point to now and lots of twists and turns in there. But I was introduced to network marketing in college, which brought me into the entrepreneurial space and showed me that I could actually create something of my own. And that led me to then creating my own company and starting that process just a few years back. And so it's it's had its ebbs and flows and twists and turns for sure. But I know what that feeling is like to feel stuck in the rut of what you should do. And that is what lights my fire now is showing people that it doesn't have to be that way. Mm, yeah, that lights my fire too. <laughs> if someone's listening and they feel like you've described them, they're like, I'm stuck in a box. I did X, Y, and Z to please other people or to fit what I thought my idea of success was. Like, I guess two questions here. Like, what are some first steps, baby steps someone could take? And I'm also just curious how you define success. Ooh, I love that question. Yeah, I would say some baby steps is allowing yourself to get curious. 
know, I think we grow up and we have this childlike wonder of play and discovery and allowing ourselves to really go there and to try new things. And then we grow into adults and we lose that sense of discovery. And so it's really getting back to that place and allowing yourself to get curious with what brings you joy. What excites you? What lights you up? Where are there more of those things that you would want to be doing if time and money were not an issue and you could just be creating that life? What would that look like? And so getting curious with those things and seeing, is there a way that you can bring some aspects of those things into your life in small ways? You know, I'm definitely not one that thinks that changes overnight. It's definitely a process, but I think there are ways that you can bring some of those aspects into your day-to-day. And then when it comes to success, you know, this question is something that I, I call myself a recovering, I would say overachiever, because I used to see success in a very different way. I used to see success as the accolades that you had, the achievements of which you had, the titles, the different certifications, all of these aspects behind you that were telling you like, this is success. I've reached this point or even success of what other people say you should want. And now I see success as less about success and more about fulfillment. Am I doing things that light me up? How am I feeling day to day? So it's now less about what I'm doing. And I would say more so of how I'm feeling. Because I've been in a spot where I've been doing a lot that it looks very successful on the outside. And from the outside, it looks like I had it all together. But inside, I was feeling lost and anxious and overwhelmed. And I realized that it's not all it's piped up to be if you're not happy. Yeah, I often talk to my clients about this because I usually there comes a point where we realize they're totally living on an old definition of success and can't figure out why they're not feeling aligned or happy or fulfilled because they're taking off all the boxes and yet they don't realize that those aren't truly the things that they need to be happy. You know, it's like they could have X amount of dollars in their bank account, but really what they want is to be able to take their kid to school and pick their kid up after school, you know, and make them dinner or whatever. And so oftentimes we do this sort of redefining success. Like what does success look to you now? And you get to make it up and it doesn't have to look like anyone else's definition of success. We're all so unique and different. And so I think it's a really important piece here. Like if anybody's listening, it's like really stepping back and, you know, even if you define it a year ago, you know, like sitting down and writing it out, a description of what does success mean to me. So I love that so much. And you talked about getting curious and having people think about what brings them joy and bringing that a little bit into their everyday. And, you know, I was just recently actually with two different clients, one yesterday and one today, where I was saying these things, you know, and they weren't totally believing me, you know, and I realized, okay, we have to get to the mindset here and do some reorganizing, reframing, you know, changing perspective, gathering new evidence. So I'm curious if you use mindset work in your work and what kind of tools or practices do you see really helping your clients or yourself? Mm, So important. I mean, mindset's everything. It all comes back to that. And that's something I noticed too. And the work that I would do is we'd create the plan. We'd have the strategy in place. We'd have those next steps. And yet my clients would still have that resistance. And I'm like, okay, something's missing here. And what I realized is they didn't need any more strategy or, or steps or things to do. It had to start here within them. It had to start with that belief level. And so then we started to get curious was what is the emotion that is present? Is it fear? 
Let's sit with that for a little bit. What's underneath fear? What is scary about this this next step, this next phase that you're going into? Why does it feel that way? And we just would dig a little bit deeper. And so really slowing down with what is present and how you feel, bringing awareness to that, and then figuring out, okay, how can we shift from point A to point B? Is it taking this feeling with us and and honoring it and saying, hey, like I know you're here, you're in the passenger seat today. I can't get rid of you or kick you out of the car, but you're going to come with me and I'm still moving forward. Or maybe there is some sort of way that we can shift the mindset to shift that story that's happening internally for us to remove fear from the car. And so it, it does go one or two ways, but the goal is for it to not hold you back from stepping into what you're called to do. And that wasn't even easy for me. Sometimes I think about this last year, I was running into this issue myself. And Claudia, I remember us speaking and I I was challenged by you because you're like, well, what is stopping you? Like you talk about wanting to have it all. What is stopping you? And the answer was, it was me. That was the only thing standing in my way. And just having that awareness now is like, man, as especially as creatives and entrepreneurs, it's like, we have enough roadblocks standing in our way to let ourselves also be one of them. And I refuse to be the one standing in my way now. Mm, so juicy. So good. So, so good. And, you know, 99% of the time we are the ones standing in our way, you know, and I love that you said that. And I remember that call. <laughs> I love that you shared that. Thank you so much. It's, it's always great to be reminded. And I find that with, uh, you know, a lot of my clients will say one of the more common mindset blocks is scarcity mindset. And I'm curious, you know, what you think about going from scarcity mindset to possibility mindset. Yeah. You know, I think that sums up 2022 (laughs) and how I started and how I finished. I was very much in that scarcity and was in a place of, can I really have this? And not seeing that as possible for me at the time. And I think we also sit in scarcity even more so sometimes now because we have so much more access to seeing what other people are doing or achieving that we may think, okay, was there enough room for me? And what I had to realize was that by me expanding, it had nothing to do with anybody else or or limiting anybody else and vice versa. And so kind of moving from that scarcity mindset to what could be possible for me if I let myself go there? What would that ideal day look like or that schedule? If I was living in this place or if I was doing this certain thing, how would that feel? What would that look like? And so starting to sit with the possibility it starts with you dreaming about what that could be like. And we don't often, I think, give ourselves enough space to just sit with the dream. We're often so focused on the step and moving into action. And, and that's great. And I'm, that comes very closely after that. But I think that even just sitting with that state of possibility and really feeling in the mind, what would that experience be like if you could bring that into place now is a game changer to pushing you and encouraging you when you are taking action on whatever it is you're pursuing. So that is that shift is sitting with that state of possibility. Mm, I love that. And I love the idea of creating the space to dream and, you know, working with so many people, mostly women, but I also work with men. You know, I find that some of us have 
a limit to how much we'll allow ourselves to dream or we're not even able to connect to that part of ourselves because it's like dead that muscles atrophied because we haven't used the dreaming muscle or we're so busy with life or overwhelmed there you know mother you know having kids and there's so many excuses right and so i'm curious if you could expand more on dreaming and practices that help or you know someone's listening and they're like oh i don't have the time to dream or i can't think of anything when i dream i don't know what i desire how would you help that person what would you say mm. I think this is where community is everything. Because when you can get into the space of other people who are dreaming bigger than you, it starts to show you what's possible. So seeing that as an example, whether that's going to a retreat, being a part of a group program, even one-on-one mentorship, but so many of the people in my life are the reason why I dream the way that I do because they push me to dream bigger. And I was a part of a group program this last summer. And in the very beginning of the program, she had asked us, you know, if anything were possible by the end of this container, what would you accomplish? And of course, I wrote out a bunch of things. And what I found was after month one, all of those had been completed. And I was like, ah, this is a perfect example that I'm not letting myself dream big enough because look at what is possible. Like so much shifted in such a short amount of time. And so even just within that container, I was stretched to think bigger, to expand. And so really getting yourself in the room of people who think and dream in these big ways can definitely be the place to start. And then this question is something that I brought up with a lot of my clients this year, as well as I've been asked this as well as if you got to the end of this year and anything were possible, what would you create? And answering from that place, like really allowing yourself to go there or even in life with, if it's not entrepreneurship, even like what would you want to do or where would you want to visit or travel to, or what would happen in your family if anything were possible? And sitting and journaling with that question is definitely a place that I would start with too. Beautiful. Those are powerful practices and questions for sure. And then the next step is like taking the leap. (laughs) You know, it's like, okay, I'm dreaming now. Okay, I know what it is that I want to do or I feel called to do. And then there's the gap. They got to leap. And so I want to hear your views on taking risks and leaping, even when you're scared. Mm -hmm. You never will find out what will happen if you don't. And I don't want to have any regrets. And so I think about that. Like, what's the worst case scenario here? I like, to, I like to play worst case scenario sometimes. Like, okay, let's say, you know, in the beginning of my business, it's like worst case scenario, I walk away from my nine to five and I do this thing full time. What's the worst case scenario? Okay, things fall apart. Maybe I'm not making as much income as I would have hoped or what we need in our family. And I have to go back and get a part-time or even another full-time job. Is that the worst thing that can happen in the world? No, like, so it's, it's even just reframing of like, okay, what's the worst case scenario here? And then also too, recognizing that when you are in the spot right before you have to take a leap, I find that that's where we have the most resistance and that we feel we have to have all of our ducks in a row or all of the answers or all of the knowledge set. We have to feel like we have it all together. But what I love to speak on is you are a find a way, make a way person. You will figure this out every step of the way. And you may not even be able to see what is ahead that you will either have to navigate or what can 
unfold. And so just simply allowing yourself to take that first step and trusting that you are so held and supported in this vision. Something bigger, I believe, has got you. And so it's just trusting in that process and allowing yourself to take that step by step. And I would say lastly, too, like another reason why I believe in the importance of having that community, whether that's again in a group or or something, just having that that group of people that can support you and back you in that action step is such a game changer because then you don't feel alone in the process and that can really make a difference too. Yeah, I believe that. I really do. Just, you know, seeing how much I've grown being in community, whether it's being in a paid container or even gathering like-minded sisters and saying, let's start, you know, our own group and whatever form it looks like, it's been the, the number one thing that has helped me get to where I am today. And so I think that I'm guessing you feel the same way is, is that we can't stress that enough, like how important that is. Yeah, it's everything. Mm-hmm. It's everything. What if someone's listening and they're like, I don't have anyone to ask. I don't have a support system. My family doesn't support me. My friends are all, do you know, they're doing their nine to fives and I want to be an entrepreneur. They all think I'm crazy. You know, what do you say to that person? Well, one, you're not alone because you're listening to this podcast. And I know that you have community within Claudia's space and what she puts out there. So that would be the first thing is you're definitely not alone. But leaning in, even if you're not within a container, maybe you don't have close friends that are fellow creatives or entrepreneurs, leaning into the social media space can be really rejuvenating as well. I looked up to several people for a long time and I started to think, okay, like these are the people that I'm inspired by. And even though I don't know them personally, I can be inspired by them. They can still show me what's possible. And I can see that. I can hear that. And sometimes you can even feel that through social media. And so surrounding yourself by people that are where you are wanting to go. And whether that's something in social or listening to podcasts or reading books, like there are so many things out there that you can use to fuel the mindset to get you from where you are to where you want to go. So even if it can't be a person yet, and I know there's so many communities out there that are available. But if you haven't found one yet, even starting with some of those pieces that you have access to right here, right now. Yeah, I see the same thing. It's like, you know, what is the, the saying? You're the sum of the five people you surround yourself with or something like that. And yeah, I'm like, if it has to be a book or, you know, someone you've never met, but they influence you, they have an impact on you and they inspire you like that counts. Anything counts. You know, and we can get stuck in our excuses, stuck in our, you know, wanting to stay small because it can be scary. Mm -hmm. When you talked about social media, I I loved you brought a positive spin to it. You know, usually social media is sort of this like downer topic. And I just really liked how you said, you know, you can lean into social media for that inspiration. But I also wanted to bring it back, you know, earlier, you mentioned comparison. How do you do it without going into comparison or how do you not let comparison kill it kill the dream I know it almost has for me and it's just a I think a really important topic right now so yeah I'd love to hear what you have to say about that 
Yeah, it's definitely something I've struggled with as well. I I don't know if I've met an entrepreneur who has not struggled with comparison at some point. And with social media, it is hard because we see what other people are doing or creating. And so my advice is to use it as a way to show what's possible. And remember as well that you are on your own journey. So it's a mix of looking and seeing and being inspired by what you see and seeing that is where you can go and the possibility of where you can go. And yet also being reminded that we only see a really small glimpse of somebody's life on social media. It is not the end all be all. It is not everything. And that it's not what someone else is doing and living and working on has nothing to do with where you're at and on your journey. You could be on step one and someone's on step 50. So I think it's about when you're going on to social, being intentional with how you're going into that space. So there's a huge difference between opening Instagram and mindlessly scrolling and let your brain just kind of like fall away into the abyss of social media. But if you go on and you're like, okay, I really would love to learn a little bit more from this person who I know is in the work that I want to be doing, or I want to learn more about this specific skill. Where can I go to learn that? You could start with Pinterest and then maybe it takes you to Instagram, but it's going in with more of an intention rather than just like going in to zone off or to get lost in it. So I think if we're more intentional about how we use the app, it can be better for the comparison side of things as well. Yeah, I agree. I've definitely started unfollowing or um, muting accounts where yes. I find myself not able to control my, you know, my triggers or or jealousy. And I, I'm like, okay, this isn't healthy. And then finding accounts where I'm like truly inspired. And even I actually even go back to those accounts that used to trigger me and and see what the trigger really is about is that I really, I want that, you know, and can look at it in a way that it's expansive and not you know, contracting me or putting a damper on my action or creating what it is that I want to create, right? So I love being intentional and following people that inspire you and seeing it as a way to show you that it can be done, to show you that what's possible, you know? Mm -hmm. And you talked about earlier, you said, you know, you're, you're on your own journey, and you talk about designing your life outside of the norm. So I'd love to switch gears and talk about that. Like, you know, it's like you said, it's so easy to get caught up on what other people are doing and thinking we should do it, you know, especially in business. You know, I'm a business coach too. And I find people going, well, I'm doing this because this is what I saw. Or this is what I taught. And I'm like, always like, you got to, if it you're not feeling it, you got to do it your way. So I'd just love to hear you share what designing your life outside of the norm or business outside of the norm means to you. Mm, I think it's first checking in with what feels aligned to you and what feels good to you. And no one is living your life except for you. And I think when we remember that, we take ownership back and really realize that we're the ones who are controlling the destiny that we're writing and, and we get to be the ones deciding that. And so I would say when it comes to even with the business side of things, I have clients as well who are like, well, Susie Q is doing this on social media. So I think I should start doing that as well. And I'm like, well, let me ask you this. Is, is she in your industry? Is she your ideal client? Which one is she? And a lot of the times they're like, oh, well, she's in my industry. And so I'm seeing her do this and it's working for her and her clients. So I feel like I should do that too. And I'm like, but are you creating for her or are you creating for your ideal client? And she's like, ah, yes. 
It's a difference there. And does it feel good to do that? We can pull inspiration and try it on and, and see, okay, does this feel good or not? And leave it or take it and go that way. But when we start to mold into everybody around rather than really checking in internally, mm-hmm. that's when it, it goes a little bit astray. And so I would say it's always coming back to being reminded that you have the answers within you. And building radical self-trust every step of the way, especially if you are someone who is creative and you are an entrepreneur and you want to go down that path, you're building self-trust is probably one of the most important things that you could do because one, you're going to have people who question you. They may be really close family members who are like, what are you doing? Why don't you just go and get a normal job? But you know, and you trust that what you are creating is what you're meant to do. And so you move forward with that and you back yourself And you take that action in spite of what others may say. And same when you're in the business, maybe you've been in business for years and people are saying, well, now you can only market this way, or you should only be doing videos on Instagram or whatever the trend is these days. (laughs) And you can be like, well, does this feel good? No, actually, I see really great results working with my clients behind the scenes. I don't even need Instagram. And so really being mindful of what is feeling aligned to you and trusting yourself and trusting the process. Mm, Yeah, so good. I often have that too, where where clients are seeing what other people are doing, or I've done it in the beginning. I think that's how I was building my business. And there comes a point where it doesn't feel so good or it's feeling hard. And, you know, I have to admit, like most of my clients don't like using social media and there's so many other ways. I mean, I think social media is great and it's something that I'm really diving into for this year. It's like one of my commitments and majority of my business didn't come from social media. didn't come from Instagram, you know? And so I think there's that too, just, just having permission to do it your way. And maybe it's locally in person, maybe it's, you know, hosting women's circles. Like there's so many other ways your email list. Yeah. And, and you talk about, you know, we're both we're talking about like what feels good, what's aligned. And I want to talk about that more because that is a popular thing right now. It's like living in alignment, soul alignment, it needs to be aligned. Like how do you define that? And how do you feel that? And how do you teach somebody to experience that for themselves? Mm, I think it comes back to how do you want to feel? And then I would also say it comes back to what do you value? And then using those values as your compass. And it's a filter for every decision that you make. And so I have personal values for decisions that I make in my personal life or with my family. And I have business values. What does my company stand for? What is our mission? What are our values? And does what I'm offering or does this posting on Instagram do these things align with what my values are? And if not, then that's an opportunity for me to filter what is not and what is. So I would say it comes back to really getting clear on what is important to you, what matters to you and using that to filter everything else. Yeah. And then you mentioned trust as well earlier, self radical self-trust. And, um, and you also talked about, you know, trusting in something higher. Like what's your, like, are you very spiritual? Do you bring spirituality into your business? How are you able to trust as much as you do? Yeah. I would say I'm much more spiritual than religious. I have definitely been on an interesting journey to open my spirituality and to use that in my business. And it has become 
a mission of mine to lead a spirit-led business. And so really for me, when I am feeling nervous about something, whether it's hopping on to record a podcast or it's creating something new or writing an email, if, if there's something in there that is not settled and is, is kind of stirring up some things that's keeping in me in my head, I slow down, I take some deep breaths, and sometimes I'll even go as far as to write something down and put it in a box. And Morgan Northway, she is mentioned here. She is a mentor of mine as well. And she introduced what's called the God box. You can say universe box, spirit box, but it's a place where I will write any fears, concerns, doubts that I have. And I put that in that box as a way to release that from me and to remember that I'm held by something that's higher. And I see that because there's been so much evidence throughout my journey, especially in my entrepreneurship journey, where I have had these moments where I'm like, this is not a coincidence. Right in the moment of doubt, something miraculous happened. I was held and supported every single time. I mean, it even goes as far as to when I've made an investment in my business that scared the crap out of me. And I was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I just did that. I regret it. I don't know if I should have done that. And you start to question, then something miraculous happens right after and you know something comes through. So really just continuing to trust not only in myself, but that I am also held as well in this process and that everything is working out exactly how it's meant to. And if it's something that I can't see yet, then I'm trusting that something better is along the way because I've had evidence that that has happened in the past as well. Beautiful. Yeah, I have my trust box. (laughs) It usually sits on my desk and it's like, and I loved how Morgan talked about, yeah, her journal. What does she call it? Like the universe hits. Universe wings and yeah. yeah. And so what we're talking about is, you know, if you want to listen to episode 23 with Morgan, I think that's the episode. Yeah, she talks about collecting the evidence, basically, which I also think is important when you're diving into new things and, you know, kind of wavering whether to trust your inner knowing, your intuition or not, is to start collecting evidence of when it worked out, Mm -hmm. when your intuition was right, when it was scary and you did it anyway and it didn't make sense and it all like worked out better than you could have ever imagined to start collecting that to let that be the more of what leads you rather than like the fear of like failure or your doubt or inner critic taking over so yeah I actually have a journal I call my celebration journal and it's been with me since the beginning and I write these little things the little wins that I had whether it was that I connected with someone who I used to look up to and now we're having a conversation in the dms or Now I'm speaking at this retreat or I'm signing on this one-on-one client for a year. Any sort of win that I've had in the process of building my business, I've written in this journal. And so on those days that are hard and I'm stuck in my head or if I'm doubting or I'm like, I don't know, is is this where I'm supposed to go? And I'm questioning myself or my vision. I go back to that place. I go back to those little things that I celebrated along the way. And it reminds me of why I do this work. It shows me the things that I have to to be grateful for right now. And it reminds me that there is so much ahead that I can't even see yet. So I love, I'm all about celebration. I think it is so important to celebrate everything along the journey. That's <laughs> why I have confetti flying all over my brand because it is so important to celebrate and, and it should be, you know, I think when we're pursuing something like our passion, it takes a lot of courage and it deserves to be celebrated. And it's important to have that reminder too of where you started and how far you've come to motivate you to keep going. Exactly. I often say like, 
when someone shares a win with me, I'm like, okay, how are you celebrating that? Yes. <laughs> but it's so small. No, it's okay. You got to celebrate that. Yeah. And it's fun because now my family's enrolled in that. So like I'll, I'll have some business win and all of a sudden my husband's like, we need to celebrate. Let's pop the champagne or go have date night. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this is so fun that now we get to do this together. So it's fun to see how the celebration has fanned out. And even to like with my sister, she had a win and I'm like, how are you celebrating? So it's just fun to see how this, this aspect that we use in entrepreneurship can be used in life as well to celebrate those big moments. Oh, that's so fun. Yeah. I even get my eight-year-old on board and he's like, yay, mommy, you know, mommy signed on a new client or mom, how'd your program go? You know, how'd your Mm -hmm. workshop go? It's just, I think it's important because we can be really quiet about these things. And it's like, I think people want to celebrate you, you know, and it just feel it just fuels the inspiration. It fuels the momentum and the motivation and and yeah, everything that you need to keep going. Okay, Haley, this has been so fun. I want you to leave me with what's like one takeaway, one message. If you have, you know, one message that you wish everyone knew, what is it? I would say the thing that comes to mind with, you know, even just thinking about celebration is that when you prioritize your joy, when you prioritize the things that light you up, the things that you are passionate about, everyone around you benefits. And I want to just scream that from the rooftops because I think sometimes we we put ourselves last. We put ourselves on the back burner. We don't pursue our passions because we're not sure if maybe it would upset this person or that. And it's like, no one is benefiting from you holding yourself back from stepping into what you were called to do. Yeah, mic drop. <laughs> <laughs> wow, thank you so much for all of this. If people are listening and they're like, how do I learn more? you know, where do you hang out the most? What do you got going on? I'll put everything in the show notes. Sounds good. Yeah. So you can find me Instagram is where I'm typically at. It's the Passion Pursuit Co. And you can find me there. Feel free to send me a message. I'm always open to chatting about what lights you up, what you're passionate about, what brings you joy and how you can do more of that. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah. We, and visit our website because it's so cute and fun. You'll feel uplifted just by being in her energy. <laughs> Confetti literally falls from it at one of the pages. So you'll have to explore and see which one you can find. But yes, confetti does rain from the top of the website browser. So. <laughs> thank you, Haley. Thank you so much for being here today. If you feel like you're looking for extra support, don't hesitate to reach out to me. This is what I do. I help women get unstuck and move into the next chapter of their life with so much courage, so much confidence and clarity. You can head to my website, claudiawhitney.com or jump into my DMs on Instagram at with.claudiawhitney. All right, here's to taking those small steps and making huge shifts happen in your life. Be well and much love.